There's glory in your story. In your story, God is magnified. In your story, it leads to God and what he's done for you and how he brought you through. Welcome to the Gatekeepers podcast, where every listener is affirmed. And we're here for part two of Naked and Unashamed. We just not, we're not going to play with it. We're just going to jump right in. I'm going to start off with some questions. Um, I'll ask the questions and we can just go in order to give an answer. Um, take the time that you need to take because everybody's going to be heard. So don't fret about the length of time that you're taking to answer a question. So we'll start off. Let's see. Let's see. Looking down at the questions. Uh, okay, I'm going to jump into this one. The question is this. Does it matter more what God thinks or what other people think? And let me give that some additional context. We're talking about as I work and move, as we work and move in ministry, and let's consider that others might know our backgrounds and our issues and things that we have been, we've been through. Does it matter more what God thinks or what they think? All right, I'll hear cricket, so I guess I'll go. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> um, it, it matters what God thinks first and foremost, but we have to, we have to know, we have to know who we are in him. And so we can't, you know, if, if we're a people pleaser, if we're concerned, we're, you know, we're, you know, that thing about being accepted by everyone, then we're going to have problems doing the will of God because the will, doing the will of God, doing the Father's work is going to pull us away from even some of those people. So we have to be so mindful that, yes, I've done this. Yes, I've done that, been guilty you know, of it, you know, in the flesh. I've been guilty of it, but when I went before the Father and, and when the blood was applied, it said not guilty. And so if he used, and he, he specifically used people in the Bible that weren't perfect. So, it doesn't matter what the people say because people are always going to talk because what matters is pleasing God. And the only way we can please God is doing his will. Ooh. Yes, sir. Shantae. Does, yes, does it matter what God thinks or more what people think? I'm learning that it matters more what God thinks than what people think. See, I am, or I used to be a people pleaser because I always wanted to fit in. Mm. And as I'm growing and getting to know my relationship with God is getting stronger, I'm learning to be okay with not fitting in and I'm learning who I am. Mm. Mm. all right short to the point i love it i love it we weren't created to fit in we were created to stand out but moving on um evangelist what say you being a human, 
little concerned about what people think. <clears throat> until we get to that point, just like Shantae had mentioned, until we get mm-hmm. to that point that it doesn't matter what nobody else think, it doesn't matter how nobody else even look at me or how they perceive me, whether they take me or not. That's what I'm literally actually, you know, going through. I had to get to that phase though. But I know it's more important than what God thinks. But thinking about people does play a part. But it's becoming so minimized in my life that I'm grateful because I'm really focusing on it doesn't matter. Jesus was not accepted completely at 100%. I'm not going to be accepted 100%. He didn't care about what they looked, how they looked at him or how they thought about him. I have to be the same way. He is my example. So it definitely it definitely matters more on what God thinks versus people. But it is a process. <laughs> it is a process. But not lie to you, it is a process. And I'm glad to be yeah. a part of the process. Wow. That's so good. That's so good. It definitely is a process. It's a process to all things. Even that. Even that. Even that. I love the varying perspectives, but everybody has generally admitted that it matters most what God says, right? It matters most what God says. So the next question is, can I do ministry with someone who has a terrible past? If it matters what God says, not what people say, can I then do ministry with somebody who has a terrible past? My response, yes, I could do ministry with someone who has a terrible past. You know why? Because my past has not always been peaceful and tranquil. My past might not be terrible to me, but it could be terrible to somebody else. And mm-hmm. I want somebody to do ministry with me. So thinking about treating others the way you want to be treated, and their mm-hmm. past, their past, and who they are now, then that's completely different. So. If I don't want nobody to hold me from my past, I cannot hold nobody else from their past. So I could work with someone that had a, a terrible past. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. Shantae, can you work with somebody whose past you know is terrible? I'm like evangelist um Melissa. I can because I have a past that is not perfect and I can't look down on anybody else. So I believe I can work with somebody that has a terrible past because even in their their past has a story and somebody could be looking for that their story. So why would you deny somebody else that right to hear that person's story and how they came out of their situation. Hmm. Scripture tells us that, right? We over we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of the testimony. So we can't be scared to share what our stories are, even though they might be terrible. But I feel something. I feel like Apostle's going to bring it all home. So go ahead, Apostle. It's on you. Can you work with us with the terrible past? The pressure. Absolutely. Hmm. Absolutely, because I'm not extremely proud of my past, my hiccups, my proclivity. Mm. But that, that does not negate the call that's on my life. It doesn't negate the, yeah. the things that he's called me to do. And the thing is that we have to understand 
is that God already knew the mess we were going to do. And he didn't remove the calling. It was just mm -hmm. for a particular time. And so to know, to work with other people who have been through some stuff and got their own mess or whatever, what we're seeing is the glory of God on their life because look at where they are now. The, yeah. problem, the problem with the church, the church, y'all can't see my hands, but the church, <laughs> and, you know, with, with quotations is, you know, based on some religious factors, they want the, they, they're looking for the perfect one. It's almost mm. like, it's almost like when they were looking for the king and they were looking at um, David's brothers and nice height, this, that, and the other, but they didn't look at the heart. Yeah. They didn't look at the heart. And so absolutely, can I work for, yes, people that have been through, because we can gain strength from their story. Yes. You know, and remember, we can even yes. be encouraged to the fact if God did it for them, oh, I know. Mm. You know, because in, in, in the religious sect, and I'm going to close it with this, in the religious sect, those of us who had a, a what we call a wicked past or a bad past, they would look at us and say that we're not called or we're not worthy mm. to speak the gospel. There's a denomination. If you've been divorced, you can't preach. You cannot minister. Yeah. You can't even teach. Mm. That's not even biblical. That's right. So, That's right. yes, to get back <laughs> to the question, yeah, I absolutely can. And you know what? I rather minister with people that's like me, misfits, if you will. Mm -hmm. But we're really mm -hmm. not a misfit. We we just been called out. Yeah. Yeah. If he can use a prostitute, you know, a female probably why he can't use a male prostitute? Mm. Right. Right. Right, right, right. I can't see my hand either. Y'all can't see my hand, but it's raised. Um, yeah, uh, man, Jesus, everybody that Jesus, the 12, that he used to change the world, um, had a sinful past. Mm -hmm. Had a not so, you know, had a sketchy past. And those are the people, um, those are the people that he used to change, that were used to change the world, which means the ability, even while you were in your sketchy past, was still present in you as well, in them as well. So that's, uh, that is the glory of God being made manifest. I love it. I love it. I love it. So yeah, based on that, right? So in realizing that our, that our sins, you know, that our past is, is sinful, we realize that. Um, but how, how are we judging sin now? Now that now, now that we're beyond our past for the most part, hopefully. How are we judging sin? And, and do we judge sin based on what's able to cover our present sins? Are we harsh on other, others whose sin we're aware of while we're in ministry? Or do we have the heart of Christ concerning their sins, knowing we're only a decision or two away from being in the same position? I'm only a step away falling back to where I was or falling into where they am. I am not better than them, and they are not better than me. Mm. Looking at someone else's sin, <clears throat> I judge sin based on what the Word of God says. I don't have time to first focus and look at nobody else and see what they're going through because I know that I'm not 100. Mm. 
there's some area in my life that I'm not 100 in, guess what? That I don't even know what that area actually is. Because I don't, I'm not always looking at myself. The word of God said, we, we look in the mirror and we walk away. But I don't know about nobody else. But I'm not always looking at the mirror. So I'm not always looking at myself. So that means I don't always see a book around my nose. I don't always see a book around my eyes. And that could be, I'm using that because that could be like a sin to somebody else. Somebody else could see that on me. But I don't, mm. I'm just walking around thinking I'm just this fly. And I got a booger in my nose and a booger on my eye. And they, <clears throat> and when somebody tells me, I get offended because of that sin. I get offended. I ain't got no yeah. booger in my eye. I ain't got no, I ain't got no, no eye booger. I ain't got no booger in my nose. What is, what is you talking about? Then I, they start. I want to start um, looking at them like they're criticizing me versus looking at me and trying to correct me. Nah, nah. They're trying to warn me. I'm not walking around looking as cute and smelling as good as I think that I am because I'm, I got some sin on me that I don't even see because I'm not looking in my mirror. So we can, yeah. we can look in the mirror of other people a whole lot clearer and better than we can look in the mirror at ourselves. So going around judging others for what they do, no. <clears throat> I'm so grateful. If I see somebody, let's, let's just take drugs for you. And, and, and not saying, I'm just grateful that I can't down nobody for doing drugs because they very well could have been me. So that's how, that's how I look at people. When I see mm. them doing something that I'm not doing or something that I wouldn't do, I'm so mm. grateful because I could have had that mindset to do that same thing. Right. I, I very well could have. So that's why I also say I'm not better than them and they're not better than me. I just, I'm so grateful that I have the mind not to do maybe the, the even with killing, that's, well, we don't, we, we want to say that we don't sin, but how many times we sin with our mouth? How many times we go around talking about people? We murder people daily, constantly, weekly, monthly with our mouth. So for me to judge somebody else, and again, it's something that I might do, but I'm not really conscious of it because I've been doing it all my life. I've been doing it all my life, and I think that there's nothing wrong with it because this is just a part of me. But when somebody came to tell me that that part of me is not godly, then I get offended. I get offended. I don't know if I really answered the question, but I just want to No, you did. And you did it well. And definitely your input is super valuable. Um, yeah, we don't, the Bible tells us, uh, I, can't, I can't remember where it is exactly. But it says that it says we see through a glass dimly, which means um, the way we see ourselves is skewed. So how dare we look at somebody else and think we know what they have going on, or, or we can judge their situation because we don't see ourselves even the way uh, we present ourselves. We don't see ourselves the way other people see us. Shante, what say you? Can you repeat the question for me? Okay, and realizing that your past is sinful. We all realize that our past is sinful. In judging sin, do we judge based on, what do we judge the sin based on that we see in others? Do we judge based on what makes us look better? Or do we judge, what do we, what do we judge when we look at other people's sin? 
So um, short story, I learned a valuable lesson about um, judging other people, other people's sins, because there was this situation, this person was doing this thing and everybody was talking about it and putting, putting up their nose at the person. And then me being included, one of those per, um, people, sitting around, I was in the same situation that that person was in. And the Holy Spirit reminded me that, um, remember when you were talking about such and such? Mm. And it's the same situation. So I learned from that to not judge anybody's sin because no sin is greater. Ooh. Yeah, that's so good. No sin is greater. I don't know where we got this from, but we do understand and, and act like there's a hierarchy when it comes to sin without understanding as well that God sees all of it the same. He sees all of it the same. That's good, Shante. I appreciate your comment. Good apostle, what say you? What say me? I say Galatians 6 and 1. Yes, sir. <laughs> that's, that's where we're going to go real quick. Yes. Brother, if anyone is caught in any sin, you who are spiritual, that is, mm. you who are responsive to the guidance of the Spirit, are to restore such a person in a spirit of, in a spirit of gentleness, not with a sense of superiority or self-righteousness, keeping a watchful eye on yourself. This is what Shantae was talking about. Keeping a watchful eye on yourself so that you are not tempted as well. Where does that go, Apostle? Where does that go? What do you mean, where does that go? Meaning, like, why, why, do we, why don't we do that? Why don't we do that? Yes, sir. Oh, it, oh let, me, let me go. Because we're not spiritually mature. <sighs> okay. That those of us who are, that's why many of us can't restore other people because we're not spiritually mature. Mm. Only spiritually mature people understand that that could have been me. Yes. Spiritually mature people understand that all of us fall short of the glory of God. Spiritually mature people are humble, they're meek, and they're gentle. Mm -hmm. So that's why we're not seeing because we don't have a lot of spiritually mature people because we're more concerned with what the sin was. Yeah. How long they've been in the sin. We want yeah. all the details of a person's sin, but did anybody ask you the details of your mess? Mm. Are you willing to tell the details? Now, some of us are mm -hmm. because we know we've been, we know that the blood has been applied and, you know, and we're, we're good with that. But a lot of us still see the person before the blood was applied. Yeah. The person asks, the person asks for forgiveness. God doesn't look at the sin. He looks at the blood <clears throat> for the remission of the sin. God didn't even look at the sin in the Old Testament. It was the blood that was poured out. Right. That was sacrificed. So in, in that nature... You know, and, and the one thing I do want to say is, as I was listening, yes, we yes, we've we've done some things. 
And yes, we've made some mistakes. But we also have to understand that we are not those mistakes anymore. We are not those mistakes. We are not, I understand being humble, but I'm not, I'm not going to keep saying that I'm I'm this, I'm I'm not going to say the negative things and put on some form of false humility. No, I am the righteousness of God. That's who I am. I'm, I'm, I'm an heir to him, and I'm a joint heir with Jesus Christ. I'm part of his royal priesthood, so I'm going to speak the negative things. Yes, I did this, that, and the other, but because he made provision for me, mm, I don't have to associate, but I can go there when the Holy Spirit said, I need you to testify about this part of your life here and how mm -hmm. I brought you out. Yeah. yeah. That, that's, the, that's the thing. Let's, let's, let's talk about who we are in God. Instead of constantly talking about who, who we were, there's, there's a time and a place for that. But if we don't speak yeah. the affirmations from the word of God about what our Heavenly Father says about us, and that's why we're afraid to go out and do what He's called for us to do, is because we're not associating ourselves with the identity who we, of who He said we are. And so the devil, so the devil can keep messing with us. <laughs> And hinder the plans of God, the purpose of God that's in our life. Because we keep reminding everybody else of what I used to do and not who I am now. Wow. 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 That's good. That's really good. I got a, I got a question specifically. Um, so for so for the people that are listening, even for us, like how do we get over our past? How do we get past our past? I know who God says I am. I read it. But how do I shake off my past? Okay. I'll go. Yeah. Yeah. That was for you. Oh, that, that was, was for me. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, yeah. 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 Do you believe yes. that the sacrifice, do you believe that the blood that was shed is for the remission of your sin? <clears throat> do you believe that? Do you, do you believe that past, present, and future, the, the blood is still active, the blood is still working? According to scripture, that as long as we abide in him, no, we are the light. And as long as we abide in the light, the blood still cleanses us. So it's in constant work with us. And so it has a lot has to do with our belief and trust in the word of God about what he says that our sins have been forgiven. Because we keep going back, we keep asking God to forgive us. And the father's like, I already done it. So yes. I need you to forgive yourself. Yes. And because we haven't forgiven ourselves, that, that opens the door. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That opens the door for the Holy Spirit to keep bombarding us with lies because we don't even believe that we've been forgiven. Wow. Wow. But when you know you've been forgiven, it don't matter if it don't matter who said it, it don't matter what the enemy say, you can come to him and say these two words I like to say, not guilty. Not guilty. Not guilty. Because the blood. Was that action done? Yes. Is it still present? No, because of the blood. Mm. Mm. Thank you, sir. Evangelist, you got something to piggyback to that? How do you how did you get past your past? And Shantae, I'm coming to you, so get ready. <laughs> how I got past I had the basically, like he said, I had to 
start realizing forgiving myself. But mm-hmm. prior to that, I had to start really believing what the Word of God said about me. I was listening to what other people said God said about me. But when I began to really read and study and start believing what God said about me. Now slow down, right there, slow down. I don't mean to cut you off, but you're giving out, you're giving out steps to the process, right? You said you started to read, study, and believe. So, so, so to a listener that may not know Christ, may not be, uh, you know, socialized into the church behaviors and, and church ways of doing things. Um, you can do this process anywhere. You can you can read, you can study, you can believe. So you're saying when you begin to do those things over and over, your past became smaller and smaller? In my mind, it became smaller because when I started believing what I was reading, I started really taking, taking in and comprehending what I was reading. I started feeling God's true love for me. It started to wow me. It was a, it was astonishing me. So I was like, he loves me. And I just kept, he loves me. I, he, he, he loves me. You, 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 you love me. Me with my messed up stuff, you love me. Me with my messed up stuff, you called me. Me with my non-talking self, like Moses, you called me. Yeah. Me, you, you love, you love, you love me when me with my insecure self, you love, you love me. I'm so messed up that you still love. So the more I kept saying it and the more the more I believe it. The word of God says faith comes by hearing. Yes, hearing and people take that as literally hearing the preacher or the person on the pulpit. But faith comes by even you hearing. When you believe it, you keep repeating yourself, you believe what you so when you keep saying what you believe, you start believing. Even the more what you're saying. So saying yeah. and believing, it, it goes hand in hand. So you get you can read, you can study, you can do that anywhere, but you can believe, you need to believe. Because what good is it if you're reading and you're studying and you're not believing? Why are you waiting yeah. for a church if you're not even gonna believe? So you have to make room. I had to make room for God to start believing, truly believing. And start standing on what he said. And I don't know, I can't remember like exactly what it was, but I know it had to be something I had to stand on. And he proved his he proved his love for me. He proved his faithfulness to me. And with that, man, I I had to overcome my past. I'm not that anymore. I, I'm not that I'm not that he loves me so much that he did this for me. Oh yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. I don't know if you were finished or if we lost you a little bit on your phone, but that was really good. <clears throat> can, I, can, I, can I add something to that before Shantae? Please, hey, please, it's an open phone. What I wanna say is we've been beaten down by the world before salvation. We've been beaten down, we've been ridiculed, we've been this, that, and the other. So then, then that day comes when God presses upon our heart to hear the word of God, we heard the word of God and we received Jesus Christ. Now we undo our minds to the mind of God so that we can understand the original purpose and plan 
of his creation. Yes. That's yes. that's it right there. Mm -hmm. Because people have spoken word curses on us, and we didn't know they were word curses. We went through divorces because it was it was in our environment that we grew up in that divorce was just no big deal. Marriages stayed together, but the husband still cheating. All this stuff going on, all this stuff. And now we come to God, it's like, oh, this is like a whole new world. This is like, oh my. And so to have to filter out and destroy all these strongholds, these, these walls that have been formed in our belief system, it takes time. It takes time. Because by the word of God, we'll see, we have, we have to use the word of God like a hammer. And I think that's what it, and, and Jeremiah talks about, I think it's Jeremiah 23, but it talks about how it's, 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 it's a hammer. And so we have to use the word of God like a hammer and go against every wrong belief that we've had in our lives. We have to knock it down. I don't care if your grandmama said it, your mama said it, your daddy said it. I don't, I don't care if Uncle Cool Breeze said it. It don't matter. We, we got to tear that stuff down. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Uncle, Uncle Cool Breeze. Uncle Cool Breeze. Yeah. We have to dispel yeah. those things. Absolutely. Shantae, I feel you like you said. Shantae, what you got? I know you got something. Oh, this is um, ironic because this is an area where I am currently working on, on myself is forgiving myself. And a lot of times um, when you're going through that process of, well, for me, going through that process of forgiving myself, a lot of, a lot of people that I thought were close to me, they kept bringing, bringing it back up, bringing it back up. And I'm sitting here trying mm. to forgive myself for it and they bring it back up. And it's like, every time I would get to a good place, then here comes somebody bringing that past back up. And it's a struggle, but I've learned to keep myself. I have my affirmations. I'm constantly reading those and I even carry them around with me. Cause like right now, my favorite one is I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Um, and that one is for me now because I went through a, a verbally abusive relationship. And sometimes those things that he said comes back up in the back of my mind. So I have to remind myself, I am fearfully and wonderfully made in the image of my father. But it's a struggle, but it's worth it because I see the confidence in myself. I'm those those things that he said about me they don't they don't matter anymore and i know when it's just the enemy trying to come at me because i'm in a new environment where everything that i learned is being challenged so it's like trying to i feel like he's trying to pull me back and keep me stuck but i want to press on so i gotta let go of my past, I gotta forgive myself. And again, it is not an easy process. It is gonna take time. And it's gonna take day by day, but you can do it. Absolutely. 
Thank you, Shante. And I, oh man, this is so good. The three varying perspectives all put us, wind us up to the same point. Um, read, study, and, and, and believe. Melissa had to believe. She had to do the first two, but she also had to believe what she was reading. So to somebody that's listening, read, study, believe. Apostle, um, having to deal with the fact that we've been beat up by the world before we even came to Christ, before we said yes to Christ. So having to push past those things, which is possible, and, and, and having the relationship that you need as far as being with those that are, that are spiritual, that they might be able to restore you when you fall. That's, that's super important. And to any and everybody that's listening, Ms. Shantae Best gave the best, her best summation of the situation where she had to, she went the extra mile by not only finding affirmations, using the affirmations, but going the extra mile by bringing them with her as she travels, because sometimes we need to refer to them and to not have them at hand is a shame because we need those things to help propel us to keep moving forward. That's so good, Shante. Thank you. Thank you to everybody. Um, yeah, yes, 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 yes. So, so here's the question. Um, with all everything that we've shared and now we're on the other side of it, for the most part, right? Do we use religion as our fig leaves? Meaning, do we hide behind our faith, not as a shield, but as a covering. Apostle, you go first. That question one more time. There's a little break up there. Okay. Uh, the question was, do we use religion as fig leaves? So what I want to say is, do we hide behind our, our religion, not as a shield, but as a wall so that we don't have to divulge certain things because we hide behind our faith, not to help us change those things, but to prevent others from seeing those things. Does that make sense? Yeah, let me. If, well, as I answer, just just let me know if I'm if I'm on cue. But I, okay. I I see people using the word of God as an escape mechanism, and what I mean is that many of us know how we're supposed to live mm. and commanded of us to live, but because we don't want to fully conform we come up with justifications mm. on why we still do what we do and we make God of less prominence because we have lost, when I say the church, as a church, we have lost the fear of God, the reverence of God, the holiness of God. We can see it in the way our, 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 our churches are set up. We can, we can see based on, on the denominational doctrines and things like that. And there, there's majority of it is not even built on relationship. 
That's what God always wanted was relationship. He gave us a free will to have a relationship with him. Religion does not have relationship with, it's not about a relationship with God. A lot of it, a lot of it, we go to church because we grew up going to church and it became habitual in our lives to go to church. Going to church made you quote unquote, a good person, a decent person, regardless of what you did in the streets. Yeah. You, you're still a good person because you go to church. You can still hold a position in the church, whether whether you had a side piece or not for years and years. There was like, there's still no correction in the church because of the fact of it's religion and this is what we do compared to kingdom and this is what we're commanded to do. This is how we're supposed to live. And if you don't live this way, you're not getting in. But the other, the other religion, the, 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 the religious fact, we, we don't, they don't teach that. It's like get saved so you don't go to hell. And now we're just living our days waiting for the day to go home. So yes, we're sir. hiding, we're, we're hiding. We're not even addressing the truth in people's lives because we're not preaching and teaching the word like the way it should be. So it is like a fig leaf because, oh, so-and-so died you know, oh man, they were so faithful to the church. But you know they were doing stuff they weren't supposed to be doing. But all we concern is with the works and not the re ah, not the relationship. So I hope that answered, but yeah, the, the fig leaf part. Because God is is it can God be saying to the churches, where are you? Ooh. Mm. Yes, sir. Where are you? I've given you dominion, power, and authority to rule the earth. Where are you? Yes. Why are you where? Yes. <clears throat> hmm. Yes. You answered. Yeah, you did. There's no question. You answered the question. Right. You answered the question. So when we deal with, in dealing with, and, 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 um, Shantae, I'm gonna come to you next. But in dealing with religion versus relationship, like why is it, why do you think, Apostle, the reason is, you know, what's the reason for us not willing to address the truth, like the truth that we know about a character flaw or about some sin that's in the camp? Like, what is our reluctance to address those things? You, now, you know, that's an open can of worms right there. Yes, sir. We can be all night because there, there's so many various, various um, answers to that. Okay. But one is, one is just we've been conditioned about what church really is based on how we grew up. And we, so there are things that haven't, haven't been addressed. People, people don't address certain people's um, behaviors is because of how much they give. You dress them, they get offended, they're leaving. So you know their money's leaving. We're 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 not addressing the, the musicians and the singers who are living in an alternative lifestyle. We're not addressing them because we love to be entertained with music. Uh, and 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 they're arrogant enough to say, Well, if I leave, they're leaving with me. Uh, so they know they have a pool, if you will. They 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 kind of have a but where where are where are the men and women of God that would stand up for righteousness? Where I had a hundred people coming on on a weekly basis, and because I I stood on the word of God, and now I got twenty. 
Mm. I'll stand with the 20. Yeah. I will stand with the 20 because we're, are, are we really preaching, if we look at the body of Christ as a whole, are we really preaching the unadulterated word of God? Because now, because we got life coach this, life coach that, da da da, and some of us are life coaches. I ain't knocking that, but have we mixed the life coaching principles and all this other stuff with the gospel? Have we watered mm. the gospel? There we go. There we go. To make it pleasurable for everyone. So now we're we're we're, we're preaching something that has no conviction. Yes. Yes. We're preaching and teaching something where we're not challenging the word of God in their life. Hmm. I need to be challenged. I hmm. want the word to challenge me. I, I, you know, I said this, we, we preach to the unsaved, but we teach to save because we need to be taught this kingdom way. We need to be taught, which is the word of God. The word of God is kingdom. It's all about the kingdom of God. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Apostle. Shantae, 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 you still with us? Yes, I'm here. Okay, so with relationship versus religion, why do you think the truth that we know about things is not addressed in the church? Me From your angle. Um, for me personally, I feel like it's because a lot of Churches don't want to lose members. So if we, if someone talks to someone about a sin that they in, the first thing that person is going to do is get a person that's in their flesh. The first thing they're going to do is get puffed up. I can't believe you said that, and so on and so on. And then also, I was thinking as Apostle was talking. I've heard a lot of people use the scripture, the Lord knows my heart to justify them saying in their sin. Mm. And then another point is okay. a lot of you have um, where a lot of people get saved and they think well, because I'm saved, that's it. I'm good to go. And no one tells them about you gotta change all your old way of thinking. And for me, I think that's what hinders a lot of people from fully committing and really building their relationship with God the way that He wants them to, is because it gets stopped at after you get saved and after you get baptized. That's it. You good to go. Mm -hmm. But if I'm dealing with uh uh alcohol addiction or any type of addiction or just having trouble understanding the word of God, who is there to help me? Mm -hmm. Nobody. Nobody's here to help me get to the next step. And that's what I feel like is a a lot of the issue in today's world and yeah that's all we got <laughs> but no that's 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 not all that's all but that's a lot and that's a huge question and, and i think you're dead on who's there who's going to help me get to the next step somebody there to get me to the next step 
I know that there is. Why won't you help me get to the next step? Evangelist. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Shantae. Oh, no, if it was, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Um, another reason, and this is just my, from my point of view, like nobody wants to talk about what their past. Because as being a single Christian um, and having my moments where I felt lonely and so on, when I used to reach out to others, oh, pray about it. God has a husband for you. Just be patient. Mm -hmm. Me being me, I want to know what did you do when you had this moment? How did you handle it? Nobody wants to talk about that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of people mm -hmm. are looking for that person that's going to talk about how they overcame that situation that that person is struggling with. Yes. So would you say that we lack transparency. Yes. Mm. 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 I like how you finished that off too. That says a lot to us. Are we lacking? We're lacking. Not, not, that's not even a question. That's a statement. We're lacking in transparency because the single, the single believer wants to know what you did to get through your situation. And it wasn't just pray about it. Not to say that you didn't do that, but they, they want to know who, they want to know the details of it. And it can happen, you know, in a one-on-one -on -one type setting or what have you. But if somebody comes to you with a thing, are we willing to share, are we willing to divulge how we got through it? The dirty parts of the story. Evangelist, what say you? I say one of the reasons. We can't hear you too well, okay. uh, Evangelist. Can you hear me now? Yes. I say that, yes, we use fig leaf cover up. That was that question? Yes, do we do we do we use religion to cover? Do we use religion as fig leaves, meaning we hide behind stuff instead of devotion? So we're talking about relationship versus kingdom. And I'm going um, a little more practical, um, where it's going to hit individual like myself because I was <laughs> doing these things. So yes, um, cover up with religion. I'm complaining. Ah, uh, this is just part of me. They don't realize they're using religion the reason why they're complaining. Running off in our mouth too much. Not being a quick, being a quick talker versus a quicker listener. They're using religion to cover it up. <laughs> so these are some of the practical things, but the word says, but because I've been like this so long, anger. I get angry real quick and real agitated. The word of God said, don't let the word be true. But because I've always been like this, I just, it just irritate me and agitate me. I don't even think about the word, but I use my religion to cover it up. They made me, they did this, 
Thank you, evangelist. So in that same vein, we're coming up on our last on our last question. So this last question, which was actually the first written question, it says, am I not ashamed because God forgave me? Or is it because I don't really think I'm in the wrong? I'm not gonna pick, I'm gonna let y'all pick. Am I not ashamed because God forgave me? Meaning God forgave me so I don't have to be ashamed of what I did. <clears throat> or I'm not concerned with what I did because God forgives me. He knows my heart. He forgives. Or do I really think I, I just didn't do anything wrong? No, I'm not ashamed because he forgave me. That's what his word says. Mm -hmm. so I'm not ashamed. And even, and I've heard a couple of times that it, it is a process. It is a process to, to digest. Like we have not come this far in the Lord without the process. In his word, applying his word and allowing his, his word to become flesh in us. And I think that's one of the dangers of trying to measure yourself against other people because you don't know what they've been through to get where they are now. 
and I'm and I'm not even satisfied of where I am now because I know there's more, but I'm not I'm not ashamed because of what the scripture says. So now I now I know family may be disgruntled about my life choices, this and that. Okay, stand in line. I am too. <laughs> you know, yes. but I also know that in 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 spite of what I because I don't even feel shame about it. And that's that's the, I don't feel shame about it because I understand why I did those things. See, when you come to an understanding of your own behavior, life is good. Life mm. is good. when you come and have the understanding of your own makeup. <laughs> so I can explain the reasons why I've been married so many times. I can explain why I've been through so many women. I can explain that. Mm. Not justify. I can explain it with facts. Mm. So I can. So I. I understand. And so when we talk about helping other people, and Shantae was talking about being transparent, I can be so transparent with my life because one, I know God forgave me. Two, I mentioned before, God already knew Andre was going to do this, that, and the other, whatever else. He knew one day Andre going to get his life together. He going to be all in with me. Mm. I know I'm going to be able to use him and speak through it. I, so you have to have an attitude about your position in God. <laughs> wait, wait, say that again. Say that again. You, you have to again. have an attitude about your position in God. This, that's why we got we got to stop being so, you know, I, I love God and and you know, you know, some of us self self-promote our, our anointing, which is Christ. But you know, we're we're with this, that, and the other. I'm I'm a warrior, I'm an intercessor. Then tomorrow you're crying. <laughs> yeah. Being, you but yep, yesterday you was just saying this. So I'm not I'm not ashamed. I don't like it, but it it all worked out. Just, it all worked out for Andre's good. I am able to help people even though they may not have had the same proclivity that I had, I can still help them. You know why? Because the process is still the same. The cycles yes. are still the same. It's a different vice. Yeah. It's a different sin. It's a different addiction, but it's still the same cycle. <clears throat> and so in my mess, he has allowed me to be healed, Deliver and now to go back and help other people. So that's where my confidence lies. And so the more I die to Andre, the more Christ lives in me. So I've, I've come to the comprehension. It is not about Andre. And the desires that Andre has, I get them from the father because he lives in me. So my desires are not outside of his will. So is your desires that you want, you're asking for God for, are they outside of his will or are they in his will? Mm. Yeah, it matters. That matters. That matters. That matters. Evangelist, what say you? Some might not be 
I think sometimes even um, this is just with me being ashamed, holding on to a little bit of shame will make you not want to do it anymore. You, I don't mm. think I don't think it's good to say um, for me. I'm not ashamed of nothing I've done, and yeah, I'm, I'm ashamed. I'm, I'm I'm ashamed to the point where I don't want to do it again. I don't want to be so cocky to where no, I'm not ashamed. And yes, I God forgave me, and I'm not ashamed. Nah, He forgave me, but that was still shameful. That's so shameful that I do not want to do that again. I don't want to go yeah. through. Um, and on the other side, some might think. I don't really think I did anything wrong. I don't have nothing to be ashamed for. I don't. I really. I. I don't really think, and that's why I keep doing it over and over and over and over again. Still saying God loves me. I'm a minister, but I keep doing it over and over. I don't feel no shame. I don't feel no shame. I'm not ashamed. I, I'm not. I, I'm not. The only time that. I feel some might get ashamed if you get caught. Then they're ashamed. So long as nobody knows behind the wall, behind the technology, I can say, I can do. There's no shame because I don't think I'm doing nothing wrong because I haven't got caught. They don't say that, but once they get caught, then you. So, so. You still there? Yeah, I'm still here. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just wondering because I know there's people out there um, that's that's on the other end as well that keep doing mm -hmm. and not feeling ashamed because they don't think they're doing nothing wrong. So if you don't feel ashamed, I feel like you will keep doing it. You will keep doing it. You will keep doing it. So I think feeling yeah. a little, I think I think feeling a little shame will put you in a in a proper perspective to not do that thing again. You don't need to get be so cocky to where I'm not ashamed and you keep on doing. This, Absolutely, it's, it's being practical and natural because I because I because I because I've been there and I would use an example. I've been there where, um, for example. Liquor, I man, I was drink liquor like what? I'm not a, somebody would tell me I was alcoholic, I would say what? But I began to realize I was an alcoholic, and this is shameful for me to say. Yes, I'm forgiven, but it's still shameful. It's so shameful for me to say. I don't want to do it no more. Um, I used to hide liquor in my house. I used to hide it for myself because I didn't have money like that. So if I wanted some, I knew I had some somewhere in my house. But one day I went to go look for it, and I told my living room, I told my bedroom, I told my kitchen up. I said, oh, go, go, oh, hold, you got a problem. Oh, that was my big eye opener. I felt so so ashamed to see myself. That made me stop and realize, you got a problem. Even with me talking about it, that's, I don't feel like I'm, like, I feel really shameful, but that was a shameful moment for me. And, but it's not so shameful that I don't mind telling somebody else, like Apostle said, to help somebody else because, look, that was then. This is now. If that hadn't happened, I would still be having all kind of look of 
I mean, that I spent like four hundred dollars on on liquor one time when my mom passed away. Part of the money that I used when she passed that she left, I spent four hundred dollars on liquor. Ridiculous. Mm. That is shameful. That is shameful. But it's so shameful to the point you better believe I won't do it again. Give me that money back. You better believe I won't do it. <laughs> she said, give me that money back. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's good. And it's like if we only could have another chance to do it right the next time. And the, the beautiful thing in it, in it all is that in Christ, man, we, we get those chances, you know, to get them right, to get it right the next time. If we just understand and accept the fact that we don't have to be shameful because he forgave us. We're forgiven. We're forgiven. We get to do things right the next time. Y'all, we ran through the questions. We had some valuable input. Thank you, Apostle, for, for, for your addition to the, to the conversation. Thank you, Evangelist Melissa, for your valuable contributions. And man, Shantae, thank you for your contributions as well. Very, very raw, very untainted. Thank you. Yeah, very greatly appreciated. Um, Pastor Tori, are you? Yeah. Apostle, Apostle said he wanted to say one more thing about shame. Well, come on, come on, Apostle. It's, it's, I, was, I was listening to Evangelist, and what I mean, when I say I'm not shame, I'm, I'm not, it's like I'm not, a, I'm not embarrassed because he took that away. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He, he took that away. I don't like it. I don't like it, but he he brought me to a place. So let me say this. I, I probably used to be ashamed to mention it, talk about it, whatever. But now I even make a joke about it. I'm like, I'm the male version of the woman at the well. Mm. 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 You know what I'm saying? So he just, you know, he has a way, you know, yes. That was my yeah. life. Yeah. That was just a small fraction. But, and, and although I don't like it, but like I said before, I understand the reason why. Yeah. One thing if I didn't understand the reason why, then maybe I will have some some type of shame or whatever. But now that I understand the reason why, see, I can I can talk about it and then explain it. I can tell yeah. you this happened, that happened. But then you know, and but in the midst of that, now now that's gonna cause me to expose family members to you know. Mm. To, but did not in Christ he took that shame away, took the guilt away. In Christ, he took those things away. As a born-again believer, we shouldn't be walking around with shame or guilt because he, he lifted. That's bondage. Yes. Now we can be humble. I mean, I'm humble about it. Ain't like I'm bragging, yeah, you know, I, I did no, no, no. It ain't a bragging, it's not even a boasting. And the only time I talk about it is when I'm led to talk about it. And when you're led to talk about your past, you got the strength right there because the Holy Spirit is leading you to do it. Mm. So there's no reason to feel shame. This is my truth. But it all still points back to his glory. Yes. Now, if I'm sitting here like, oh, man, man, I was, I was, I was the stuff. And I'm bragging about and bragging about how I broke women's hearts and all this. That's a whole different scenario. Sure. Sure. Hmm. 
Now, family members can be shamed. Oh, man, I, man, your brother been married how many times? Shameful on them. They be feeling embarrassed. Okay. And I can, you know, I can understand that. I can get that. But if you really knew me, you should be able to also see the glory of God. How can he still preach? How can he still miss? Because God did not tell me to stop. There you go. Huh. He didn't tell me to stop. If we miss the mark tomorrow, we miss the mark tonight. God, he go, he, okay, I need you to stop preaching. Get up. Yeah. I saw Tori, Pastor Tori said, self-awareness. Why did you get in this situation? What did you allow yourself to do to put you in, in, a, in a position that you would rebel against God? And satisfy your flesh. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly. And that's and you see, and, and as as a leader, discerning, and that's that's some of the why people are not going forth because this the devil's still putting shame and guilt before them. You did this, yeah. you did that. How God gonna use you? God, who gonna listen to you? That was told to me. Yeah. After my friend, who gonna listen to you? You've been divorced three times. I said, I don't know, but God knows. Mm. You too, my PT. I don't, I don't know, but God knows. But you think I'm gonna abandon my, my life in God because somebody feels embarrassed because they're related to me? Please. That's what I'm talking about, the attitude, the bold. Mm. He said, come boldly, but humble. Yes, yes, yes. Come, God don't want it. He wants to come, come bold before me, but <laughs> don't bring no pride. Yeah. Don't bring no pride. Yeah. Yeah. I have never once said, oh man, I'm so anointed, man. You should see what God is. No. <laughs> No. Christ is the anointed one living in his flesh. I'm just, I'm just trying to be as faithful as I can to hear him and to do what he tell me to do. That's it. That's all. Yeah. My reward is not on this earth. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. Hmm. When you love God, when you truly love God, you do this for free. Yes. You don't need, you don't need a sound. You do this because you trust in God to take care of you. That's right. Yes. When Christ is in you, what you shame for? I messed up. This was a part of my life, but it's and it's a small. The thing is, it's it's a small fraction of our life. Yeah. In the grand scheme. Right. In the grand scheme. In the grand scheme. All right, y'all getting me ready to teach for tonight. All right, go ahead. <laughs>